As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount Plus. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is presented by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we are here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. This episode, once again, unfortunately, sorry my WNBA fans, no W in this episode because we're giving some mid-season NBA awards. Just wait, all it's coming them, though. Running it's through coming. all of them, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, uh, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, and even Executive of the Year. Giving you all of them for the mid-season awards. So we're going to breeze through those today. BJ! Yes, Drew! Ready? I'm always ready, man. Let's get it. All right. Well, you can go ahead and kick things off. We'll start. Let's go top to bottom. Let's go in the order. I just kind of let's go in reverse order, actually, of the order I gave us. So executive, coach, most improved, six man, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, MVP. All right. So. Let's start off with executive, as you said, Drew. And for that, I think that the really the only choice, the obvious choice, uh, you've got to go with Arturis Karnasovas uh, from Chicago. I, I think he's done a fantastic job uh, with what he's done building up that that Bulls organization and the roster that he's put together. You know, a lot of people were questioning that contract he gave to DeMar DeRozan but um, coming into the season, but DeMar DeRozan is playing lights out for Chicago, the top team in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference as of this week. Uh, you know, they got, they're they outperforming Brooklyn, which you know, we'll get to. They've had some, some injury issues. They haven't had Kyrie for, you know, off-the-court issues and, and – uh, you know, and, and even they're holding off Milwaukee, the defending NBA champs, and and teams that have come out of nowhere, kind of like Cleveland, who I'm, I know I'm sure we'll get to here momentarily. But uh, the roster that he's put together and, and that they have out there and, and how well they've continued to do. Lonzo's having a great year for, mm-hmm. for the Bulls. Uh, you really got to – I think he's the clear in a way the obvious choice based on last year. And, and you know, a lot of people – as I said, we're, we're questioning some of the moves that, that he made and, and, you know, the, the money given out to some of the players that uh, like DeMar DeRozan that, that was, was shelled out, but you've seen it pay off. And and I think that they're more than happy in Chicago with what they got. Yeah. And, and B I'm right there with you executive of the year, Arturis. Uh, He's done it. And, you know, it's really, the product has shown early, um, people were kind of questioning that that uh, that unit of players, you know, not the not necessarily the talent as much, but just the combination after they acquired uh, Vucevic last year to pair with Levine, and then adding Lonzo Ball and then Demar Derozan, who played the mm-hmm. same position technically as uh, Zach Levine. Uh, you know, Demar can stretch to the three; it's not much of a difference uh, for him, and he's still going to play the same. But you know, they thought it was you know the guard tandem didn't know how it was going to work. Uh, Lon's on the court as well. Uh, you know, can they make threes? You know, DeMar, 
Lonzo, things like that. Those are some of the things that people were worrying about, you know, and this yeah. team is proving that they can, you know, they can really work together. You know, there's been talks of DeMar uh, in MVP conversations, you know, mm-hmm. old DeMar, like best of his career right now. And like, yeah. you know, what he used to give in Toronto, you know, taking Toronto to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times and, you know, being an all-star over there. And now he's, got a good chance to start in the East in the all-star game. Like if if not, you know, at least definitely be an all-star for sure. But yeah, like, you know, just everything that's happened over there, you know, like you said about Lonzo as well, you know, one of the best defensive guards in the NBA right now. Uh, I think he's the best shot blocking guard uh, in the NBA right now. I saw that not too long ago, but you know, his defense has turned up, you know, everything is clicking for this team. You know, they lost Patrick Williams early, but you know, the way that, you know, he's put things together and made the moves to put this team to what it is and what it's doing, it's it's good. It's good to see. And, you know, executive of the year choice is, is obvious, and I don't see anywhere else it could go but to him. Absolutely. You're right on the spot with that one, Drew. All right, coach of the year. Now, this one, a little bit uh, little bit tougher. A little, a little bit dicier. Not as much, but because that was right. There, there, there's there's – Go ahead. Mine was just a juggle. I don't know, but I don't know how many you you tossed around, but it was just a one or two for me. I had I had uh, I very easily could have given it to to three or four different coaches. Um, the reason I went the way I did uh, was just because of what. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about it. We've already kind of talked a little bit I mean, about it, but you go ahead and tell us. you're next. You're first. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to trying to unnecessarily draw it out for suspense. I oh, guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, my coach of the year as of right now, the midseason point has to be Taylor Jenkins. Um, what we we talked about last week with how successful Memphis has been, even in that early stretch without John Morant back in. Uh, the beginning of December and how successful they were through that. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have the 10 game winning streak anymore. The Mavericks are, you know, a little bit, a little bit to thank for that. Uh, But they're still playing great basketball right now. And um, the fact that he's had them jump up from fringe playoff up to the three seed in the West, which is no easy feat in any given season. Uh, But the fact that, that they were able to to make that climb with uh, half of, that stretch here in the, the past month and a half without John Moran uh, has just been remarkable. What they, what he's been able to get from all of his players, not just jaw, but you know, the likes of Jackson and, and Desmond Bain, as we mentioned last week. Uh, I, I think that uh, Billy Donovan also has a really good shot for it because of um, how well the, the bulls have been doing uh, Kerr with the Warriors, but you know, I mean, he's continually proving why he's one of the best coaches in the league, and mm-hmm. so I don't think that he's gonna, you know, probably have as good a shot. It's it's one of those kind of things like how in the NFL, Bill Belichick is never really a contender for coach of the year because they're just so good every year. It feels mm-hmm. like you know it, it doesn't make sense to give him the coach of the year because it's just the expectation as as opposed to. Mm-hmm you know, having a really good season and earning right. it. They don't but, want award fatigue. Like yeah. like when it yeah. came like with LeBron with the MVPs, like LeBron could have been the MVP at least a couple more times already. And they were just, they just. It fatigue with him. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's go to somebody else. We don't want to have LeBron win it six times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I went with uh, Jenkins with Memphis uh, just because of, of how well they played the past uh, month and a half, how well they've been playing all year, really. But especially in this this stretch since early December with with uh, part of that stretch being without their, you know, their future, the, the star point guard. And, and uh, I mean, I, I've just been impressed with what I've seen from Memphis so far. So I gave it to Coach Jenkins. But I, like I said, Billy Donovan was also a name I was considering. Um, I also thought about, um, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but I might get to him when I say something, maybe, okay. maybe. maybe, but BJ, that is, that's a good one. Um, he's not one of the ones I considered, but now that you mention it, it's, yeah, I mean, he's worth considering, uh, for sure. Considering where Memphis has been over the years is one of the young teams that have, you know, been you know skating their way into the playoffs a couple of times and mm-hmm. losing out due to youth 
and no experience. And now they're that experienced young team that is figuring it out and they're getting it top to West, uh, which is saying something. So that's good. And Taylor Jenkins is a big part of that, along with, you know, the players that are uh, developing a little bit earlier than expected, like Desmond Bain, like we said. Um, BJ, for coach of the year, I went, I I almost went with my preseason pick, which was someone you mentioned already in Billy Donovan. But Mm -hmm. I went with J.B. Bickerstaff. J.B. Bickerstaff for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Thank you. That, and, that was who I was trying to – that's the name I was trying to Yeah, of. see, I kind of figured. kind of figured. I didn't want you to say it, so I had to get out of there. Cavs yeah. playing really good ball, literally a game and a half out of the top spot in the East. Uh, you know, everybody playing better basketball on this team. Jared Allen uh, going to be an all-star this year. Uh, Darius Garland should be an all-star this year. Most improved candidate. Um you know, Kevin Love went from, you know, not doing a whole lot and taking on this weird role with uh, the Cavs to, you know, now getting his minutes back and flourishing, you know, just literally going back to some some near like Minnesota. Well, I don't want to say Minnesota just because like he would have some 2020 games out there, but like some really substantial 20 to 30 point games, no double digit rebound, like double double nights for the Cavs and like really producing and helping them. Uh, Lori Markinen been really consistent for him ever since. You know, he's been with them and joined them from this past offseason. Uh, uh, Ricky Rubio, before the injury, playing extremely well for the Cavs. You know, J.B. Bickerstaff is a whole part, yeah. uh, is part of that and mixing all these players and, you know, making all this happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, big credit to him and what they're doing uh, out in the East right now. I think he's doing a phenomenal job and is extremely worthy of the coach of the year. Cavs are actually riding a five-game win streak right now that we speak of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're really starting to kick it into gear and, you know, doing all this with the loss of their original starting point guard, Colin Sexton. So they're powering through losing one of their best players, uh, arguably at least at the time, you know, now these other players, you know, you could seem like it would have a real conversation if he was, you know, top two you now, now, cause Jared Allen, Darius Garland, you know, all these, you know, he could be the third, third man. But, you know, just yeah. just powering through it with everybody else. Darius stepping up so much, uh, playing such good ball, leading the team at point guard, uh, and, you know, bigger staff coaching everybody along the way. Um, yeah. You know, everything saw- that he's put together with this, this collection of forwards that we're talking about, you know, marking and love. Mobley. Didn't even mention Mobley. Mobley as well. Mobley. Yeah. Uh, Allen, you know, center, all those, all those bigs, you know, and just yeah. and making it work. Yeah, I saw the stat, and I've got to uh, credit Reflog underscore 18 on Twitter. When yeah. uh, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley all play for the Cavs this year, they're 23-8 and eight after their win over Brooklyn on Monday. Uh, yeah. When when they don't have all three of those players, it's it, they're just 4-10. and 10. So you have all three of those guys, that's a, a winning pace of, of around 60-plus wins for Cleveland and, this year. That's just uh, remarkable. And I would also note that – Cleveland had 22 wins on the season last year. They already have 27. Yeah. Already five more wins. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a complete turnaround. Like uh, they're going to be in the thick of things and playoffs. What, you know, they're, they're arguably, you know, if they just ride the way that they're at right now, they're a top five seed. So, I mean, going from 22 wins to top five seed in the East and people are talking about the East being harder than the West now. So, I mean, that's substantial especially in a conversation yeah. like this for the coach of the year award. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's, it's bigger staff, you know, it's a close race between, you know, uh, you know, a couple of guys, you know, him, Donovan got in the mix, Taylor Jenkins. Uh, you can, you can lob in names like Jason Kidd because of yeah. the math doing so well. You, I mean, you can, you can even do the obvious ones at the top of the uh, top of the conferences, the Steve Kerr's of the world, uh, the Monty Williams, because the Phoenix Suns are doing so well, had that winning streak. Uh, and whatnot, but uh, JB Bickerstaff for me. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very fair pick. Like I said, I, I drew a blank on his name, but I'm glad that you had him as, as your candidate uh, because he definitely is in the conversation, and he's definitely one that I would I would feel was not you know I wouldn't be opposed if he got it. I I think there are very easily three or four uh, coach candidates that that are very deserving this year, and we'll just see how uh, the rest of the season goes along. Mm-hmm. Most improved. Most improved player. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, Drew. Um, you know, there's this, this one. one. 
Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I thought I was going to uh, give it to DeJounte Murray, uh, probably just because of uh, mm. he's, he's been the hot hand in my, my fantasy team uh, past couple weeks. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I ended up going with Miles Bridges. I still think that he's, nice. you know, I mean, he's kind of cooled down from where he was earlier this year when he was averaging almost 25 a game but he's still down or just around 20 points and seven boards, which is phenomenal. And he doesn't have to, to do it all uh, with, with Charlotte, you know, when you've got the, uh, the, the sharpshooters that they've got and, and he's, you know, a, a great option and, and a complimentary piece as opposed to having to feel like he's got to do it all. So that that's where I went uh, with my most improved pick. That's a great pick because he's playing good basketball this year and he especially yeah. – uh, was dominant really early, you know, with those, mm-hmm. those big games. I'm trying, I'm trying to see if I can find my my preseason list of my picks because I feel like I had Miles Bridges uh, as that preseason pick, but uh, I'll keep looking. You know, later. Man, if, if, if if you find that and and everything like that, I mean, you got the the premonition right over here, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, for me, I didn't go with Miles. Uh, we know whether he's my preseason or not. I didn't go with Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I went another way. Uh, we just talked about his coach, Darius Garland, for most improved. I think yeah. he, he's been he's been so impactful uh, for the Cavaliers. Really stepped up. You know, career average sixteen points per game guy, nineteen points a game this season, uh, seven point nine assists, three point four rebounds, uh, shooting a career high uh, from the field, uh, playing really good shooting well from three-point range, uh, career high in steals. Uh, so career highs in points, steals, assists, and rebounds, free throw percentage, and field goal percentage for Darius Garland. Yeah. And fourth in the West as a starting point guard in a conference that is now arguably better than the one that was always so dominant in the West. East, yeah. one and a half games out of first place. Darius Garland playing really well. Uh, he had an absurd game recently. Uh, I don't know if I can pull up like the game by game, and I know, and he's on one of my fantasy teams too. But he had an absurd double double. Like he had a really high assist total. I can't remember what that number was. Uh, so I can go to his game logs. Actually, hold on. Uh, what's the day? Yeah, so I was see. gonna say I might he had, be able to. He had a twenty-seven point eighteen assist game against OKC on the fifteenth. Wow. Yeah. And and follow that up with a 22 and 11 or, or 22 and 12. Sorry. But I just he's on a tear right now. I yeah. Mean, just he's he's playing really well. And, you know, part of his, you know, crazy play uh, as of late, you know, it's a part of that five game win streak. And they, they knocked off Utah in this in this five game win streak going on right now. Uh you know, they lost to the Warriors, but still, they still got it going right now. They're hot, and uh, they beat Brooklyn recently as well. So, I yeah. mean, I know it's without KD because KD just went down, but uh, still still a good win. Um, you know, Darius playing extremely good. Um, like, like we said about, you know, Coach of the Year, there are other candidates for most improved, but this, this is just who I think, uh, you know, who has made the biggest difference. Uh, now, maybe not necessarily the biggest jump, as far as like a points per game thing, but as far as improvement, you heard all those career highs I mentioned uh, for Darius and what he's doing. So um, I think, I think it's, I think it's the clear, uh, at least, well, I don't, I don't say clear. I'm, I'm saying multiple people are candidates for, uh, but Darius is Darius Garland for me is the, is the most improved player. Yeah. And that's not a bad pick at all. I mean, I, I certainly am, am in agreement with you there that there are multiple players that are very deserving this year for most improved. I, I listed Murray and you listed Garland and, and, and Bridges and everything like that. I think we're even forgetting uh, there's someone else that we're forgetting and I can't think of, of, uh, of his name at the moment, but there's at least three or four. Uh, it could be Desmond Bain. Uh, he's, he's done a great job. Um I mean, yeah, even, it, even Jalen Brunson, you could throw his name in the mix. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of players that have that argument this year. Yeah. His points per game will go down a little bit, though, since Luke is back. But, you know, yeah, um, he's still playing really well. But, yeah, 
let's slide into uh, sixth man of the year now. All right. My sixth man of the year, I think this one was pretty easy. Uh, you got to gotta look down uh, to Miami and Tyler Harrow. Uh, yep. he's, he's the best bench player in terms of scoring with uh, almost 21 points per game. He's shooting 38% from three-point range. He, uh, I saw this stat and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't like to get like real nitpicky and, and like, you know, uh, fine tune stats, but he's only, mm-hmm. or he's one of only three players that averages at least 20 points, five boards and four assists per game while also shooting at least 38% from three on no less than six attempts a game. Hold on. The other two, again? Okay. He's one of only three players. Three for averaging at least 20 points, 20 points, five boards, five boards, four assists per game, four assists. while also shooting at least 38% from three. Okay. On no less than six attempts per game. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And the other two are Booker and Curry. Ooh, two of the best in the league. And, and, so, and, and Tyler's doing yeah, this off And the, the fact bench. that he's doing it coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. And, and quick shout out to uh, the chat. Shout out to uh, Tube Triple uh, O Seven for the follow on Twitch and uh, listeners over on uh, our podcast platforms. If you are not already, make sure you guys slide over to Twitch and follow uh, my uh, my Twitch to check out the live videos uh, of the podcast that happened a couple of days before this podcast goes live at Uncle Drew WNBA. Appreciate the follow again, by the way. Um, but yeah, Tyler, that's mine too. You know, this is another one that we can agree on uh, here. So uh, Ty- Tyler's been balling, and that that statistic just you know just just amplifies what he's doing. Uh, you know, twenty point per game score uh, off the bench. You know, the Miami Heat tied for first in the East right now is because they got a guy coming off the bench dropping twenty. That's why. Yeah. I mean, they've got yeah. a good collection of players as well. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. You can go on and on about this team. They have good depth, but you know Tyler. I mean, he's he's really found his niche. Uh, I'm pretty sure he want he's gunning for six men. So uh, yeah. I think, really I, I think he's got a fantastic shot at it, and mm-hmm. I think he could even uh, be an All Star starter, even though he's coming off the bench really? on his own team. I think I don't I don't know if he will be, but he's got. I mean. When, when you're one of three three players in the league that are doing what he's been able to do, how can you not be a starter for this all-star game? Well, Kevin Durant's in the East. Jason Tatum is in the East. And he plays uh, KD's, KD play probably won't play. Uh, Tatum might. But, I mean, it, it's 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 a tough race. But, I mean, you got to give him at least, you know, uh, a good good odds right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not I think he's I think he's already done enough to make the all-star team. Now the question is going to be: Is has he done enough? Is he going to be able to get that that starting uh, rotation there? And even though Kevin can't play, or he's going to be out for it because he'll be injured, mm-hmm. um, yeah. he can still be voted in as an All Star starter, yeah. and then be replaced. So they can have that. He, Kevin can get it, and then whoever was going to miss originally can take that extra spot. Yeah. So that's more likely what happened, and maybe a player like Tyler will get in. Uh, I don't. I don't know if he would start. You know, regardless, because I think. You know, if Kev if Kevin doesn't get the starting spot, Tatum's gonna get it. So uh Harrow uh, could come off the bench. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been sometimes I hear different, you know, Harrow, Hero, which is it? I don't know. But Tyler, that guy in Miami, you're 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 gonna get the six man. All right. Hero, yeah. Harrow, whichever one it is. And I will learn now because I thought it was Harrow. I hear That's Hero funny. on the broadcast though. I do too. So I do I'm too. gonna say Hero. So Tyler Hero is the sixth man of the year. He can, he'll be our hero. How about that? Yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our mid-season award for sixth man is Tyler Hebrew. Okay, there we go. And two, yeah. 007 said Tyler won't make the all-star team because of all other guards, James Harden, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young. And then, you know, I said by yeah, earlier, that's true. Garland. So it'd be, it would be tough, but what he's doing is great. So, yeah. I mean, if he gets the sixth man, I think it'd be worth it. Still now, are they back, back? Are they fully back to East West as opposed to having the draft with uh, the? No, they're going to draft. They're going to draft. Okay, I'm so sure. there's still a chance that he'll he'll make it then, as opposed to yeah, uh, and like uh, he could be that injury. He could be the injury replacement guy for Kevin Durant. They yeah. don't they don't go uh, position specific. Yeah. 
So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, defensive player of the year, BJ. What? Who do you have for that one? Uh, I think this one, this one is tough because uh, you've got multiple candidates for this one again uh, that are going to to give you, you know, their best effort. But I think that when you look at defense, you've got to look at who, which team is the best team defensively. And right now that's Golden State. With They had a 102.3 rating as of the 14th, which would be the best defensive rating of any team in the NBA since 2016, uh, the, the Spurs that year. And so uh, for for the Warriors, Draymond Green is, is their best defender. And he's only – He's only won one defensive player of the year in his career, which is just absurd to me. Uh, I think what you what you've seen from him is that he seems to always be one step ahead of offenses. Uh, you know, you've got he's got such a quick mind and, and he's able to anticipate things. Um, and so I, I think he's the best defender in the Warriors and I think he deserves it. I think he's long overdue for a second defensive player of the year. Uh, you've kind of seen, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert has, has been a candidate for the past few years, as well as Giannis. Uh, but both uh, Bucks and uh, the Jazz defenses are not as good, in my opinion, as the Warriors. And so that's why I went with Green. The last time Draymond Green won defensive player of the year was 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a minute. Doesn't it's seem been like a while. Yeah, but I mean, you went. I mean, you're, you're right on the money again. I'm right there with you, uh, BJ. And I mean, you've spit out the stat already. Draymond <laughs> Green, Defensive Player of the Year. That that's who it is. You know, it's not Rudy Gobert. Stop giving Rudy Gobert awards. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. We'll have Westbrook dunk on dunk on him <laughs> if you don't stop. We'll have that. We're gonna, we're gonna tell him to do it. But here's I, the thing. I mean, when you when you talk about what Draymond Green's been able to do and, and you know, that's that's going to be so big when he comes to playoff time. You know, the, the old adage in the NFL is defense wins championships. And and that that is true. I mean, you you talk about the Warriors would have had a four peat had it not been for LeBron James's block of, of the uh, the lay in by by Curry in game seven in the 2016 NBA finals. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't. You can't say the defense doesn't win championships, no matter what sport you're in. Yeah, and he's he's leading the way. Every time the Warriors have been a top defense, it's been because of Draymond Green, and uh, well, primarily anyway, because you know Clay Thompson back in the day, uh, before his injuries, you know he was a part of it mm-hmm. as well. But Draymond's always led it. You know he's the anchor. Uh, he always carries them defensively. You know they're second in the league in defensive rating. It's because of him leading the way. Uh, they're doing this without another like top-notch defender. The name another player on the Warriors team that is a defender that you have to worry about, like that is like that you can call a ball stopper. I'm sorry, I didn't quite get all that in my ear. Uh, you were kind so, of like, name a player on the Warriors that is so competent defensively, like you know, it's one of those a, def- a defensive player that you can rely on to handle their own, like a one-on-one situation or you know just a, a notable defensive player on the Warriors not named Draymond Green you thinking like Steph a notable defensive player I don't think so yeah see that's what I'm saying yeah. like there isn't another one so yeah. I mean it's team defense in in what he's leading you know the way he's leading out there having them communicate you know those young guys and uh and, and helping them learn how to be better defensive players yeah but you know Draymond's leading the way you know he's doing it defensively um, you know, he's locking players down. You know, they're not scoring a whole lot on him. Uh, you know, time for him yeah. to get a second defensive player of the year award. You know, I remember yeah. I used to be really low on Draymond Green. I have come a long way since Golden yeah. State started winning championships. He's, he's proved you wrong, Drew. He has. Yeah. And Tube says Rudy's overrated. He's a good defender inside. But if you can't defend outside, that's a problem. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, complete liability outside. He can't. Yeah. He looks he tweedle toes outside. <laughs> Well, Drew, before we give our uh, most improved, uh, not most improved, I beg your pardon, uh, the top, pretty much the top two awards, uh, you want to pause for a moment? Uh, Yes. Give me just one second. Go ahead. Well, Drew, you know, uh, 
it was a disappointing weekend for your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, kind of got off to a slow start, and they uh, did not get the chance to to come back and and win the the wild card round. They're the only home team not to win in the NFL playoffs this year. But that doesn't mean that the NFL playoffs stop just because the Dallas Cowboys are not in them. If you are a fan of the NFL, I'm sure you're you're aware of uh, the fact that we are in the playoffs. In fact, we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Buying insurance can be complicated, and you might have a lot of questions, like, what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or, what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news. State Farm is there for all your what-ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. And DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, that's coming up here in a little less than a month from now, uh, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team still alive in the playoffs. If you bet $5, you're guaranteed to get $280 in free bets if your team wins. So that's that's a, a perfect, uh, you know, Drew, I know you're big on the, the betting scene, and, and obviously I'm hoping that you didn't use your $5 uh, bet there for the Cowboys on, on Sunday. The sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving away all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That stands for the Basketball Podcast Network. And get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So was that right? Yeah. Oh, I came in at the right spot? Yes. Okay, cool. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey. Any... <laughs> 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 Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. $1 per, one per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. BJ. Yes, Drew. Down to the final two. And oh, this, this next are, time, I mean, we're going to go back to the way we usually do that ad. <laughs> that's so fine. I just, I kind of thought that that was a perfect place to put it today. It's okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Final two. Rookie of the year. In All right. MVP. I'm going to tell you one, one of the easier for me. One of these was easier for me than the other. I bet, I bet uh, that people can guess. I bet that people can guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the rookie of the year. Year, baby. Yeah, rookie of the year was the easier choice for me. Uh, like we've already kind of talked about them. Uh, I I just don't see how you can't give it to Evan Mobley uh, with nearly fifteen eight and three a game. Uh, as as we mentioned, how good they've been when when Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Mobley play this year. Uh, Twenty three and eight on the season after the win over Brooklyn on Monday night. Uh, when they don't have all three of those players, they're just four and ten on the year. Uh, a game and a half out of first place, as you said, won five in a row, playing some of the best basketball. They've beaten Utah and Brooklyn during this five-game winning stretch. And they also have the best net rating of any team in the East and the third-best defense in the NBA uh, as of this this moment. So I, I think Mobley uh, has got to be your rookie of the year. I, I, don't, I, I know we talked about it earlier, and, and we kind of were – we're saying that, uh, you know, Mobley was in good shot, but I think that we've seen – I don't think there's any rookie that's played better uh, than Evan Mobley. I think that's a pretty easy choice. You've been reading my notes. 
no, I, I, I mean, you, if you get this MVP on, as well, we've got we got to talk. Yeah, you, you've you, got you. You left it on the desk when you walked out. It was in the camera shot. I thought anybody was it was there for anybody to read. You know what? Right. <laughs> but no, I mean you're right. You know, I mean when we had Lamar on, we we mentioned a lot about Scotty Barnes and the way he's been mm. playing, and you know nobody expected him to be what what he is so far as yeah. offensively anyway that you know he, you know they knew about the rest but you know he was a little bit more developed uh early than they expected but uh you know the evan mobley talk has ramped up you know it, it had died down briefly when he had uh gotten injured for a second but as soon as he came back and you know, the hype is right back up and yeah. you know he's proving it he does it on both ends of the floor he's an extremely good player really talented uh has shown it since day one has been the most consistent rookie uh, aside from scotty barnes uh, which no deterrent to him. And, you know, we're both saying it with Mobley, but Scotty Barnes is well in the competition, uh, though, even though it's, it's kind of unanimous for us just because we know uh, the talent that Mobley is. We know the talent that Barnes is as well, but, you know, we're just going one way opposed to the other. Um, but, you know, at extreme talent, you know, the numbers you mentioned again, you know, as well, I mean, you're illustrating, you know, right where I'm going. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Mobley is a part of why the Cavs have been so well. I mean, it's not just Jared Allen on the inside. It's a, it's a big help, but you know, Mobley is a big benefactor as well. Cause we know Kevin loves not a defensive player and marketing has never been known for one. So, you know, who else is holding down that interior uh, and his job assignment every night besides Evan Mobley. So uh clear cut rookie of the year, nearly uh, right now, if not for Scotty Barnes, um, but you know, really tough race, but Evan Mobley's got it for me. Uh, rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Baby. Boom. Yeah. But it is. It's easy. Easy, easy, squeeze, lemon, peasy. Next, <laughs> but MVP. Oh man, definitely the toughest race of all. Uh, there's, I, I saw somewhere that there were ten players that have a realistic shot at winning it this year. Ten, ten, yeah. I had, I had three or four, and and until maybe an hour before uh, airtime today. Uh, I, I still was, was debating on, on the, uh, the, which one of the three I was going to pick. Um, so I don't know, this might be my hot take, but you said mid season MVP, not full season or anything like that. Uh, and, and I know that this player is probably not going to win it because of the unfortunate circumstances that have come about. But for me, at the midseason point, there's no oh. player that's been better than Kevin Durant. Hey, yeah. you got to give it to him. I mean, everything that Brooklyn's gone through, you know, all the, the extenuating circumstances with Kyrie Irving, who's now had to come back because they are so injury riddled. Uh, you know, James Harden's still performing at a good level, but uh, to me, you know, Kevin Durant having the best season of all this year, uh, one of the best seasons of his career, in fact. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, he was, he's the NBA's leading scorer uh, at the moment. That's going to drop when, you know, when he misses time with the, with the sprain MCL. Um, but I mean, you, you talk about somebody that is the most valuable player of their team and that's Durant because the Brooklyn Nets would not be anywhere close to where they are right now. If they didn't have KD to start the year, they've been able to, to get where they are, were without Harden for a little bit there without Kyrie for so much, but they wouldn't have been able to get there without KD. And so that's why he, for me, I, I ultimately decided that he's my midseason MVP. He probably won't be at the end of the season, the MVP, which is fine because there's so many good players that have a shot at it, but he's, he's the best player the first half of the season. And so I got to give him my, the award. <sighs> He didn't look at my notes. Good. Um, he is one of the ones I considered, and Kevin was my uh, preseason MVP as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I was definitely riding that KD for MVP agenda. Uh, and, and Nay in the chat uh, on Twitch says, uh, Jimmy for MVP. No, uh, she's she's biased. She's a Miami Heat fan. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, Kevin Durant, he was my preseason guy, you know, really – Really extraordinary, you know, like I said, leading the league in scoring. You know, I've, I've ad- advocated for him many, many times. Um, but when it came down to this, I didn't end up picking him for the MVP. 
Mm. I really thought back and I looked at this guy, you know, he's a former MVP himself, really dominant player. His team is in the West as well. And he's missing some guys and he's still going crazy this year. And that's the reigning MVP, BJ. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, man. Yeah, he was Jokic. one that I, I definitely considered too. Jokic, the reigning MVP, averaging a career high in rebounds. Uh, just one assist shy of last year, one point shy of last year as far as scoring goes. Uh, Nuggets are sixth in the West right now. He is without Michael Porter Jr., who's out for the season with that back injury, um, without Jamal Murray still, and still putting yeah. that team on his back. And and getting it done, uh, you know, yeah. can't you can't can't do can't do much more than what Jokic is doing right now, uh, you know, a near triple double a night, twenty five and fourteen with seven assists. He's insane. He's insane. Yeah. Um. You know, Jokic. He's he's and playing simple. He's getting it done. Like he doesn't. I mean, he really he's relying on Will Barton every night. To, you know, to be that other guy to get buckets for him. Yeah, and, I mean, there are some other guys. They have little bitty pieces, you know. If, if they had their guys, you know, they had Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon's not, you know, the score that you would think. You know, you know, he defends a little bit better than he does score, and he's really athletic, but he's not, you know, giving it giving you enough to consider him as like, you know, the two to Jokic's number one right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's really open uh, for for discussion in, in, in terms in terms of that. Yeah, Jokic. Jokic was up there for me, as was Steph Curry. But I just, I was like, yeah, it's it's so tough because there's so many players that that you could make the argument for this year. And and I think that you know, at the end of the year, like I said, I mean, I don't think that my midseason MVP is going to be the the end of the season MVP. I think mm-hmm. Jokic has a really good shot. I think Curry has a really good shot too. Um, but obviously, we still got a lot of basketball left, and so I just that's that's what ultimately decided the tie for me was because uh, I couldn't make the argument for all three of those guys, but I think without KD, the Nets would just be bottom bottom tier in the, the East right now because of how much they've they've had struggles uh, without KD, how much they would have struggled without KD and and without Kyrie. So yeah, that's because- that's why I went the way I did. Yeah, because Harden not having his best year, you know, and and KD he's he's scoring his most since his MVP season, um, yeah. so uh, he's he's really doing it. Yeah, I'm I I'm not mad at the KD uh, MVP selection at all. I wouldn't have been yeah. mad to pick Steph Curry really either, though yeah. I, I shot away from Curry because he's been a little bit less consistent um, than the rest. Even though the Warriors are doing well, I think it's because yeah. of you know the team effort uh, of players. Yeah, and, and that's and that's something player, like we yeah, and that's. That's something that we we uh, that a lot of you know it's not necessarily the best player on the best team, and that's oftentimes the the what it comes down to, at least in, in maybe in some other sports. Uh, assuredly, uh, you've got a, the most valuable player to his team, as I think the way you need to look at it, and mm-hmm. and so I think Jokic absolutely has a fantastic argument as well as KD. And so I'm, I'm not upset with your pick either. So. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what it boils down to when the end of the season comes around, but you know, we yeah. got five to six months before we have these awards <laughs> get displayed at the NBA awards show. Cause that happens what, right after the NBA finals, right? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a while. It's we a long time, season. long season. ahead. Well, we can redo our end of season awards before they announce what we think they are. So uh, yeah. The official, eh, who needs those? Ours, at the end. <laughs> Ours but, are better. The associate press better. is going to start using our metrics. That's Next right. <laughs> and now BJ. It's time for with it or quit it. All right. Yeah. For anybody that is new to the show, we ask, typically if we have a guest, the guest five questions if they're with it or if they're going to quit it. But since we don't have a guest, I ask BJ, or sometimes BJ asks me, five questions, not all basketball related. They're, it could be anything. Maybe, yeah. Anything. I'm going to ask BJ five questions today. BJ, are you ready? 
I'm always ready, Drew. Let's all get right, it. All right. All right. With it or quit it. Number one. Kevin Durant is now out of the MVP conversation due to his injury that will sideline him for a month. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'm with it. Unfortunate. For Whoa! Him. I'm, I'm Whoa, with it. On, on, but... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You just said he was the mid-season MVP, but now he's out of the race. Uh, yeah, but you noticed when I said race. when you you noticed I said that in when I was making the argument that he is the mid-season MVP, but I don't expect him to to be in the 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 end of the season MVP. I I I mean, I think it's going to be tough for him to make up for that lost time because of the injury, uh, especially if Jokic and and Curry stay healthy. Uh, I certainly don't want to think that he's out of the race, especially if he comes back and is continuing to do bonkers type things like he has been all year, then, then maybe we'll reconsider. But for right now, I think he's out of it uh, just because you, you, you've got players that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think that, with, with Denver and, and Jokic, I think that uh, he, if he continues to do well as well as he has been and continues to be the number one guy and, and not really have another, you know, uh, helper, if you will, another threat scoring wise, if, if Jokic continues to have to do it all on his own and, and continues to keep them right around where they are in that five, six range in the West, I think that he's going to get a lot of uh, attention for doing that. Uh, and so by the time Katie comes back, Jokic may have already solidified himself as as a pretty much the guy and and the repeat champion, and there may not be much that KD can do even coming back in a month to to earn back the the award. But I certainly hope I'm wrong. But I gotta say with it, right? Even if Kevin Durant, I think, came back and averaged 35 from that from that point on, and he'd average that would end up being like I don't know 33 points a game or something mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, he still wouldn't be able to make up the ground because he's missing a month. You remember yeah. last year when it was Jokic versus Embiid for the, mm. for the MVP and Embiid missed some time? He was out yeah. of it. He, yeah. he had lost it at that point. If he'd yeah. have stayed in, then it might have been a lot down to the wire. Like, who could it, who, who should it really be, Jokic or Embiid? Yeah. But at the end, yeah. it ended up being obviously Jokic because of the missed time from Embiid, and that's going to affect KD the same way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so don't blame me for going that route. Yeah. Number two. We're changing spectrums a little bit here, be there. Get ready for this one. This is really only like a us question. The listeners, unless they're from our area, they won't they won't know. Sulfur Springs will name a new head coach and athletic director before January twenty fourth. With it or quit it. Uh, they're kind of on a time crunch. Then you're basically saying this week, if, if uh, yeah, next Monday is is the deadline. Um, when when is the next school board meeting supposed to be? Do you know? Um, supposed to be end of the month. That that's so where probably, it's going to. That's probably what, that, that day. Yeah, that's where it's going to be announced. Uh, so I'm going to say quit it. Uh, they really do need somebody in place because in, in the beginning of February, you're going to have uh, National Signing Day, but also you've got a very important day, February 3rd. That's when coaches meet, they get the new UIL district reclassifications. So whatever, you know, you've already known that Sulphur Springs is going to be dropping to the 4A ranks in football and, and in other sports as well. You're going to find out who your district foes are going to be in the next two years. That's also the day for football, at least. You're going to be scheduling your next two seasons worth of non-district opponents. And that's mm-hmm. a big determiner in, in terms of how you do, whether what kind of coaching philosophy do you want? Do you want a couple of games that are going to challenge you and push your team to try to make a postseason push and have that experience when they get there? Or do you want some games, maybe a mixture of, of some wins that you could get or, and, and also have a ability to, to challenge yourself as well. Are you going to go and, and play up teams like from the 5A ranks? Are you going to play down to, you know, have some teams that are going to be a little bit outmatched? You know, what, what's kind of going to be the, the philosophy there? 
So you've got to have somebody in place before that February 3rd date. I just don't know if, if that's going to be Monday or not. So I'm going to say quit it. Yeah. And, and the key thing in that question is when will Sulphur Springs name one, like announce mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I'll know before then. I'll know before then. Um, and for context for the people listening right now, uh, me and BJ both called high school football in the same district this year in East mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, for anybody that's listening that's outside of Texas, just had to clarify where we're at. Uh, so, like, we're just trying to figure out who the next uh, – because my our the one at my school, which is Sulphur Springs, the head coach and athletic director retired. So it's been, you know, the past couple of months, you know, figuring out who the new one's going to be to usher in the new regime out here. So, you know, we're just talking about – just had to put that in the game. All right, all right, I'm, okay. I'm, still, I'm still saying Tyreek Rawlson is your best best choice. Come on, do it. Do it. Come on. Maybe you want a young, you want a young fresh next, face? Next. I think the next next he is a real Maybe. But now Maybe. No, he's not. He's not even in it. Yeah. It's it's it, you gotta get a young fresh face in there though, Drew. I mean, if, if you're if Coach Owens, you know, retiring is is what the team needs to get a younger role model in there, somebody that has played in and you know, a division one football school and somebody that led to the, you know, a state championship back 14 some odd years ago now. Uh, you know, I, I think he's not, maybe not going to be the next head coach, but he's got to be somebody, you, you, the, the, not the script that you could write based on that, but the storylines that would emerge is, you know, can he lead the team to another one just like he did when he was quarterback? I, I think that that's got to be something that's in the consideration. Uh, in the chat, Sports freak, aka <laughs> JC Griggs. Uh, he said, "Who's better at calling games?" Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, y'all know that game on Wilding Out. Plead the fifth. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna do with it or quit it on that one. <laughs> I, I, here, here's what I'll say. Um, I've seen. Several, several comments saying that, uh, oh, <laughs> no, uh. I've seen several comments saying that my boy Drew over there should be the the lead uh, for, for his school. He should be the lead voice for, for his school, uh, that, that he does a better broadcast than, than the, the uh, current main play-by-play team, if you will. It, it was referred to as an umless commentary. I think it was the correct word. I, I mean, I've been lucky enough uh, in the past three years that I've been doing this that I've had some exciting games and and had some great moments to to call. Drew texted me. He was able to listen. I had a triple overtime game uh, during his bye week, or I had it on a Thursday night, and he had a game on Friday, and so he he uh, he was able to tune in, and he's like. Bro, thank you for explaining everything that's changed with the overtime rules because I was not aware. And I was like, "Yeah, you got it, man." Like, yeah, just- that was that was a big helper because literally uh, weeks just weeks later, I was in an overtime game, so I needed those. Yeah, so that's 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 the thing. It's like you know, no amount you you could be prepared for almost anything, and you know, as just being able to communicate that and and have it where, you know, somebody, maybe not necessarily my man Drew, who's also in the biz and is going to be doing calling games, but somebody that's never listened to, you know, their kid playing an overtime game before, not familiar with how the rules are and what's different about it. And and that's what I kind of hoped to articulate uh, in that respect, in that moment. So I, I don't know if, if uh, I don't know who would be better at calling games. Drew's Drew had such tough luck with, with some games this year that, you know, came close to winning and, and didn't get to. I'm, I'm hoping that 2022 is going to be better for him. But I still think he did a fantastic job as a broadcaster. I am so. going to defer to the more experienced veteran here. He has more years under his belt. I've heard him call a game. He has the title. Oh, wow. When I put in I've, the work, I've, I can capture it one day. I, I appreciate that, man. You're too kind. You're too kind. It's not anyway. even my birthday, and you're showering me with praise. We should probably get to number three at this point. Yeah, we should. Number three, LeBron James. 
will not be first team all NBA and end his streak with it or quit it. Oh my lord. Hmm. I I gotta say quit it. I I, I just Yes. I, I can't I can't imagine him not being there. I think that we've kind of yet to see LeBron get to that point where he's like, you know, playing like a man on a mission to, you know, will his guys whether they want to be willed or not to the postseason. And I think that him his performance after the All Star break is going to get him on that first team again. Now there he's got you know you've got so many players that have a uh, a shot at it this year that it's it's going to be tough. But he's made it before when maybe his stats were a little bit down, and I, I think he's going to boost his numbers up again, and he's going to be able to to make it. So I'm going to say quit it. And by the way, he's the second leading scorer in the league right now, right behind yeah. KD, which is yeah. It was a little surprising, but I mean, I knew he was hooping, but I didn't know that one. He, he's uh, he's doing it very quietly because of, of uh, all the the concerns that the, the Lakers have had injury wise. So, yeah. All right, number four. Gear shift here. The MLB lockout yeah. will go into the season with it or quit it. Okay, for so so for those of you that don't know, basically what we're looking at, if you're not an MLB fan, is that the owners and the players are trying to renegotiate a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, and so based on that, the, the end goal date that is necessary in order to avoid uh, having to postpone or, or basically cancel regular season games at this point is going to be the end of February. If they can get to that point and restructure everything by then, then they will not have to uh, cancel any games. You, that being said, you said that they will have to cancel some games? I said that the lockout will go into the seasons, yes. Not the okay. So basically you think that the lockout will not only not end in time, like at the end of March, but go into April potentially or longer? Possibly. They don't seem like they're close at all. They're 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 pretty far off right now. Because they just talked again recently, like a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yeah, and it did not go well at all. Like they well, were they were nowhere near each other. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't talk for six weeks. I mean, things change. Uh, they should have been doing at least one meeting per week that entire time, but no, no. Um, at this point, I think that the negotiations are about to heat back up because it's kind of been they could afford to in that that uh, six week span. There's really nothing going on. The only thing right now in baseball that uh, usually gets talked about is the Hall of Fame vote, which is scheduled for to be announced next Tuesday. The ballots have all been sent back in by the sports writers, and it's looking like it's going to be another shutout. Uh, mm-hmm. The only one candidate that has a, a a decent chance at it this year is going to be David Ortiz, but um, I don't know if he's going to get in first ballot or if he's going to have to wait till next year. At this point, I would say quit it. It's not going to go into April. I think it may go into March and cancel the sp- like, you know, have a abbreviated spring training and, and a shortened regular season. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm going to say quit it that, uh, it doesn't go into April at this point though. I mean, who knows? This is, this is not as hostile as the, the strike was in terms of back in, in the uh, early nineties where it canceled the world series and they had missed half the season of 94, not half the season, but uh, the last two months and and the entire postseason in 94 and it didn't end until uh, mid March of 95. And so they had to shorten that season as well. But it doesn't feel like they're close. And so we'll see if things start to heat up and if they can finally get everything. You know, having that deadline of we got to reach something by this date or we're going to miss, you know, we're, we're not going to be getting the full season in. That's That's got to be, a, you know, a motivational tool that the owners can use. So, yeah, because you know if they do, it, it'll get blamed on the players again. Of course. Uh, but of course. both sides both sides are equally to blame, as always. 
Yeah. All right. Let's hope the lockout doesn't last much longer and they figure some stuff out. That'd be I, I, that's my I don't want to see those Rangers play baseball, baby. That's that's my hope. I've already got some tickets, Drew. I got you know, I got some uh, cool giveaways that I want to go see because okay. this is the fiftieth anniversary of the Rangers being in Texas. This is the fiftieth anniversary season. Ooh, baby, let's there go. Yeah. We're gonna be good, real good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number five. Five. I forgot to do that. The hand. <laughs> um, Brahms, the fast food restaurant slash ice cream place. Mm-hmm. Brahms burgers are better than their ice cream. With it or quit it? Quit it. Wow, quit that's, it, crazy. Man. that's crazy. What have you had quit the burgers? It. They're good burgers, but their ice cream is probably bluebell. Well, I know that, but I know that, but but at the same time, I mean, they're they're top two. I would say you you got burger than Brahms. A better fast food burger than Brahms. Yes, I'd say what a burger. What a burger. Better burgers. Are you you're about to walk out? He's about to walk out over this. He's about to walk out. Are you serious? That's I'm, you're overhyping I'm, Whataburger right now. I'm not, I'm not overhyping Whataburger. Relax. I, I okay. Breathe like, and no. I I think that Whataburger's burgers are better than than Brahms's, but there's not too many that are better. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take. You know, like McDonald's burgers over Brahms. I'm not taking Burger King. I'm not taking. You know, somewhere like. Dairy Queen, I guess, would be in that consideration. I think they that they are uh, you could necessarily have them as as a better fast food burger. Um, let's see, I'm I'm trying to think. Wendy's Wendy's doesn't have too bad a burger, uh, but Jack in the Box is 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 all right. But in terms of fast food burgers, Drew, I I think Brahms is is you know I. I like their burgers, but I think I like their ice cream better. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Brahms has terrible burgers. No, no, no. I'm just disappointed that you think Whataburgers is better because that's, that's, that's disrespectful. Um, I don't think it's disrespectful. I mean, you, you get get the patty melt, you get the mushroom and Swiss. Uh, I I would even take the you know the regular Whataburger. Uh, over the Brahms, I, I'll tell you what, Drew. My, oh my, my go-to, God, my, you're making my, it worse. <laughs> my go-to, my go-to order at Brahms, believe it or not, is the uh, chicken club sandwich. So, but I still, I still like their burger. I just try to like, eat a little bit healthier. You know the regular one. He said, "I'll even take that plain number one with the thin patty over your Brahms burger." What? All right. You know what? I'm just, I'm done with, I'm glad that was the last question. I don't need to disrespect these burgers anymore. My goodness. He said, all right. You could have just left it at, no, I just think the ice cream is better, but you decided to sit there and bash it and then disrespect it and say Whataburgers is better. Like, come on. Come on. It is though. It, I'm sorry good, for Brahms burgers out there. I didn't mean to disappoint you with this. It, it's it's a good five. burger. It's a I good burger. I thought it was going to go better than this. I didn't. It's a good burger, but the ice cream is better. I mean, that's all you could have said, but no, it's too late. I've already heard everything else, and the people have too. So it it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Hey hey, that that just sparks up the outrage and and the you know the. Uh, you send all the hate mail my way. That's all it tell does. Us, tell us how y'all feel, Texas people, about Brahms burgers versus ice cream. DM us on Twitter. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Okay. Let us know. Yeah. Hopefully, you're, <laughs> don't. If you DM us saying what a burger, burgers are better than Brahms, we might block you. I don't know. There's no promises. Um, I don't know that young guy that controls the Twitter. He's really out of hand. So you never know what's going to happen if you send those those DMs in. <laughs> It probably probably put you on blast knowing him. Oh man! Screenshot and be like, <laughs> "What?" In the, and tag Brahms. S- like, send at just, old takes exposed. Yeah, <laughs> you be on my other podcast for bad takes of the week. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll happen to you. That'll that'll happen. Oh, to I you. hope not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, those are our mid-season awards picks, and that is with it or quit it. The funnest game that you will ever encounter on a sports 
podcast. I'll tell you that. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It is the same at it is the underscore lowdown. That's T H A underscore lowdown on both Twitter and Instagram. And guys, go to our Twitter page or our Instagram and click that link in the bio and go to that merch, by the way, go, go get you some merch, by the way, get you some lowdown merch. You see that logo. If you're watching, sorry, see that logo right now. If you're watching on Twitch in that top corner, that is the merch logo that you will be getting when you get some merch. Make sure you guys will get some merch. Get yourself hooked up. Get that lowdown gear. Get I'm your, wait, wait, get waiting for, for my new lowdown shirt with the new logo to come in. I got yes, to check on the order. Yes, sir. Hey, get it. Bring it all in. Hey, I might even have a cup one day that's got the lowdown sticker on it as we're going. There you go. You never there know you what go. could happen. I could pop up like that one day. So, but yeah, go get your merch. Follow the podcast. Subscribe. Show love. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll catch you next week. We got some more coming back. And as the weeks go by, you know, that WNBA news is on the way. Stuff is slowly mm-hmm. flowing. So we're going to get more and more as the weeks go on, especially into February. So be prepared. And uh, might have some guests as those come up as well. So be on the lookout for all of that. And make sure y'all come check everything out on Twitter on Wednesdays for the live streams. That is Uncle Drew. WNBA over on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Uncle Drew WNBA. We will see y'all next week, though. Appreciate everybody showing up in the chat. Sports Freak, Nay. Uh, oh, there was another one. Something 007. Oh, come on. I'm going to remember your name. Tube. Tube 007. Appreciate the follow and hanging out in the chat today. Appreciate everybody that hung out in the stream on Twitch. We will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.